Welcome to On Air with Russell of Hotels, where we talk about everything hospitality, from hotels to influencers and everything in between. We will feature guest interviews with hospitality professionals who will share their experiences. Your host, Russell Edmond, has spent over 25 years in the hospitality industry, beginning his career with Marriott International in hotel operations, before moving into the sales arena and becoming a relationship-building director of sales and marketing. Russell then went to the other side as a hospitality entrepreneur. He now consults in the hotel and meeting space, which includes being the CEO of Russell of Hotels Group. Did I mention he was a veggie foodie? Yes, Russell is always looking for good non-meat eats. Please welcome your host, Russell Edmond. Good afternoon and thank you for joining On Air with Russell of Hotels, live hospitality talk show. Thank you so much for joining. Today is show number 174, live from L.A., Tuesday, September 6th. 2022 boy 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 every time i every time i mention the the show number i just you know i'm just i'm just taken aback right because uh, it just it doesn't seem like it's been that many shows right it doesn't seem like it's been this many years you know started january of 2019 with my first show on um la talk radio which was an internet radio station and did 90 shows with them and then said, you know what, I'm going to do this on my own. And uh, from 91 to where I am now, uh, did those shows, produced those shows by myself or on my own. And it's been rewarding. So there you go. So that's kind of my journey. But um, you guys didn't you guys didn't want to hear that, right? You don't want to hear about the journey, right? You just want to hear about what's going on now. No, I'm joking. But no, but, but it's been good. It's been a good journey. And I think everybody that has been rolling with me since then, that's been supporting me, um, that still listen, that still watch. And remember, this is not just a, well, you can see me. It's, it's, a, um, it's a talk show, hospitality talk show, but it is a podcast as well. So as I'm Recording as you see me on the video portion, the audio is being recorded, and then after the show's over, I upload that onto my po- podcast platforms. So wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, if you don't want to see me, you just want to hear me, uh, you can definitely do that too. So wherever you find your your favorite podcast, you can find on air with Russell of Hotels. We're live here on YouTube, so please hit that uh, that subscribe button on YouTube. The replay will be on LinkedIn. Uh, as well as Facebook, as well as Twitter, and um, did I say Facebook? And LinkedIn. Did I say that? Yeah, I think I did. Yeah. Wherever your favorite, uh, you know, where you listen or watch things, whatever platform, social media platform, we're going to be there too. So, um, but yeah, so there you go. So thank you for the people that just listen. They don't want to see what I, you know, look like and all that stuff. And they're just like, you know what? I just want to hear what the dude got to say. Okay. I hear he has stuff to say. We'll, we'll, you know, whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll roll with that. We don't want to see him. <laughs> but anyway, thank you so much. The people that are joining, I, I welcome um, feedback. I welcome interaction. Um, so please feel free to, to say something, chime in, make your comments. Let me know that you're there. Uh, because at the at the very least, I'm going to mention your name and then uh, we go from there. So but no, I do welcome all that interaction kind of stuff. So I'm here for all of that. You have questions. I mean, please feel free to add, ask the questions because I'm here to answer. If I can't answer, I get the answers for you somehow. Right. So there you go. So real quick. Thank you. I got a couple people to thank. I got to thank Miss Chef. Tasha Jackson. I was on her show. She has, a, it hasn't come out yet. So she's um, developing or she has a couple shows in the can. You know what I mean? You know, that's Hollywood talk, right? Those are, that, that means that she has shows that she's already completed. It just hasn't been uh, released yet. So she has not given me the release date, but I think I was the third or fourth one that she interviewed for her new show called Hospitality Hacks, as you can see right there on my right, uh, or maybe your left. Um, but yeah, so she she's doing a, a a podcast. She has a lot of information, a lot of stuff to, to share. She invited me on, and we had a great time. So I do appreciate 
uh, Chef Jackson for having me on there. So Hospitality Hacks Podcast. Please follow her on um, Instagram as well um, because she has a lot of good information. She does lives as well uh, with just, just great information. Lonnie Wolf in the house, strong. I appreciate you, Lonnie. Dylan, may we have a return visit from Lonnie's, from Lonnie's scheduled? Yeah, sure. Yeah, of course, of course. Lonnie, let me know when you're ready to come back on and, and we can do it. And then real quick, I want to thank Craig Sullivan and Greg Hausman. They invited me to come on this Friday to their show. Um, it's called Friday Night Audit. It's going to be September 9th. I don't know the platform. I know the platform replays on YouTube. I'm not sure if it's live on YouTube or not, or maybe I think it's on LinkedIn. There, theirs may be live on LinkedIn with the replay on YouTube, uh, but I'll let you know as we get close. I don't have the link yet, but uh, I talked to Craig a couple weeks ago. Now, for people that don't know, Craig is kind of the reason I got into this whole podcast game because he actually invited me on his show, Check Out California, about three years ago, right? Well, I think it was 2018. 2018, he invited me on his show, and that's where I came up with the idea. As I'm driving home after the show, I'm like, I, you know what? I could do this. I think I, I got some stuff to add as well. So that's how I came up with the show because I was a guest. The Craig show, Check Out California, that was the first podcast I had ever been on. And um, <clears throat> I kind of liked it. And I'm like, okay. So I called him and asked him, say, what do you think if I did my own show? And he said, I think it would be great. He said, I think you um, you have a lot to offer and blah, 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 blah. And I said, OK, I'm going to take it and run with it since, you know, Craig gave me the thumbs up. And then Glenn Houseman, I've been watching or following him forever on his show, his podcast, which is the number one hospitality podcast in the world. You know, I'm just happy to be in the top 30. OK, Glenn is like number one. OK, so. And just to be offered to be on their show in their presence, that's great for me. So, hey, um, I'm cool with that. So thank you guys so much for inviting me on. And I can't, uh, you know, wait till Friday uh, comes. I think I, I got to be on at like one o'clock. It, it said be available like from one to like three thirty. I'm like, we're going to talk that long. Is a show that long? I'm like, I don't gosh, I, you know, an hour. Yeah. But like I, I, two hours. I don't know. But anyway, whatever it is, I'm here for it. No, I'm just I'm just being funny, just in case Craig and Glenn are, are listening <laughs> or watching. But no, I look forward to it. So thank you so much. Friday Night Audit is a lot of fun. You got this, Russell. Thank you so much. Yeah, he told me to, um, he asked me, what's my favorite drink? And send me some funny photos. I said, I don't have any funny photos. So I sent him what I had. And, you know, I don't, I'm a beer drinker. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of down to earth when it comes to that. Uh, but do I need to come up with a drink? I, I don't know. I can, you know, I could do that, but you know, I'm more of a beer drinker and, um, but we're going to see, we'll, we'll see, we'll see where it goes, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So thanks again, uh, chef Ta- uh, Tasha Jackson for, uh, inviting me on hospitality hacks, which was like last week. And I'll let you guys know when that, episode airs and then thank you to craig and and glenn houseman friday night audit i'll be on there looking forward to it this friday september 9th and um there you go so appreciate you guys next oh you know what i didn't even have that on there i didn't even have this on my agenda but i'm gonna mention it anyway hey remember i talked about last week if you guys watched my show last week i talked about booking direct make sure you book direct and then there's two things you're gonna you have to know when you book direct you're you're booking online uh on say a, a, a major brand website and it's gonna give you two options advanced purchase rate and a flexible rate the advanced purchase rate is always going to be the cheapest one, right? So you're going to that you're going to gravitate towards that one. You're like, oh, well, that's cheaper. That's like ten dollars cheaper. Well, make sure you know what comes with that advanced purchase rate, okay? Don't just be clicking, you know, and without knowing, you know, everything that comes with it, okay? So, um, so make sure you know what comes with it, and then the flexible rate is going to be the to me that's the best rate, and that's what I always click because it gives me that flexibility to cancel. Uh, within 48 hours of, of your reservation. Okay. So like I said, if I'm, if I'm making a reservation today and I'm not due to check into that hotel until December, if you're booking the advanced purchase rate, I got to pay today. When I click it, I'm paying. Okay. But the flexible rate, 
I don't have to pay until I actually check in, right? And then I have up until 48 hours before I'm supposed to check in to cancel. So flexible rate allows you to cancel without being penalized. Advanced purchase rate, meaning you're, you're paying already, and they're not going to give you your money back, okay? So there you go. So make sure you know the difference between those things. Uh, let me move these out of the way. That's one good thing about here. I can just click and move this stuff out of the way. Flexible rate. Poof. You're gone. Um, industry stuff. Okay. So I didn't have any industry stuff, meaning stuff that I, you know, that's going on in the industry, but this came up. This was a more of a, more of a professional or personal thing that affected me this morning. Okay. So I'm not sure if you guys know or knew that I had this group that was going to uh, Detroit over the weekend. Right. So, I had planned this group for um, a, a client of mine. I don't know. It's been probably six months. Well, the date was, you know, they, the, it was Labor Day weekend. So they went to Detroit and they, they went to Detroit on Thursday and then checked out on uh, last night or yesterday, yesterday. And they flew back home. And I, this morning I uh, text my client and say, hey, how did it go? She goes, Detroit was great. They had a great time and the, the destination was great. OK, Detroit was great. It, it did everything they thought it would do. They got to see a lot of different things. They uh, experienced a lot of different things. So the experience in Detroit was great. I said, hey, what about the hotel? Well, the hotel was it was not great. OK, uh, we'll just say that. I did a live earlier and I talked a little bit about it, um, but it was not great. Um, they checked in and the rooms, uh, several rooms that they had checked into, they had 15 rooms. Okay. 15 rooms for, uh, was it three nights, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, Sunday, four nights. Okay. So um, three out of three out of the 15 rooms were dirty. Okay. When they checked in, uh, they had stain vis- vis- visible stains when they checked in on the bed. Okay, she sent me photos of this. Okay, um, which is not good. Okay, and and it took them a while to find to replace those rooms. Right now, I'm not going to tell you the name of the hotel, but I will tell you this: this is a 1,300 room hotel in Detroit. Okay, and even on the third try, I mean, they had to go to three different other rooms to find one that was. Okay, and I'm not going to say and she said it wasn't it wasn't overly clean. It was just okay, but it was better than the first one. They went through three rooms to find this. Okay, now just just think about this. It's a thirteen hundred room hotel. You got to keep going back down to the um, to the lobby level. Go back to the front desk. I've been to this hotel before. Okay, I was there about a month ago and. um it is not easy to get around. Okay. It is not a, you know, okay. A quick shot down the elevator. No, you have to walk. It's probably about a half a mile. If you really think about it, it's a great distance. Okay. So if you're inconvenienced, you're going to be inconvenienced even more because of the distance um, that it takes from get to, from your room to the elevator, down the elevator shaft, down to the front desk. Cause like I said, I've been to this hotel before and it is, it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's a monster. It's a beast. It's a, you know, talk about big box hotel. This is a big box convention style type hotel. Okay. So make a long story short. Uh, my client is not happy. Okay. Needless to say, she's not happy. Um, not happy with the, you know, checking in. Okay. You check in one time to room is, is dirty. Okay. All right. No harm, no foul. Give me one. Next room should be clean. Okay. But she went through three rooms to get to the one that she thought was okay. And it wasn't like something, it was just like, it wasn't like the best room, but it was better than the first room. Okay. So, and then some other things happened along the way. Um, she also had some issues with billing. Um, this, this, I, I planned this group for her. Right. So, um, so what happens when you, you know, when you, when you get to the contract stage, you, you basically let the hotel know that, um, okay, this is a, this is a group, but we will supply a rooming list, but all the attendees are on their own, meaning to pay, you know, they pay for the room tax and incidental. So they're paying for everything. Okay. My client was not paying for everything. My client was paying for her room and that's it. Right. And this was noted in the contract. 
Signed, sealed, delivered, done. Okay. Well, she tells me that she was charged of $7,000. And I'm like, this is crazy. So, um, so, say, so they charged her for those rooms. Although the, the people were on their own, they found out that they were on their own. But why did they charge her the $7,000 in the first place? So that, you know, to me, it's a cleanliness issue. Now there's an operational issue or a communication issue, okay, between whoever the, uh, the convention services person to the, the billing, to the front desk. I mean, there's several people that are involved in this, okay? So that's a communication issue. They did quickly rectify the situation, but she had to call them. It's not, it wasn't like they found out they made a mistake. No, she had to call them on the mistake, right? So there's a, you know, a couple other things that happened too, but definitely not acceptable on any level that you look at. Let's start with the cleanliness. Cleanliness should, that should not be an issue. And remember this, as we move forward after the pandemic, uh, hotels are not cleaning your rooms um, after you've checked in. Okay, so meaning the room should be clean before you checked in, right? Because they're not going to clean it again. They're going to offer you towels, and there's several things that they will offer during your stay, but cleaning, coming in and, and changing your bedding is not one of them. Uh, they may empty your trash. They may give you more towels. They may do that, but they are not. Most hotels these days are not uh, coming in and cleaning your room. Okay, they're not changing your bedding. That not doing any of that. Room should always be clean before you checked in. Yes, they should be. So, whose fault is that? Is that the it was the housekeeper's fault for not cleaning? But what about the supervisors? Aren't they or the, the inspectresses or the people that inspect the rooms? What happened to those people? I mean, there's probably this should be, you know, it's a check and balance. There should be two or three people that would check that room after it's been cleaned to make sure it's been thoroughly clean. Make sure there's no stains on the bedspread or, or things like that. So these are things that she that my client experienced and, you know, she's not happy. She says she'll never come back to that hotel again. And I'm like, I can't say I blame you. OK, so. So out of 15 rooms, three of those rooms had issues. Okay, three of her clients or three of her guests had issues. So that is never acceptable. So um, Dylan says room checking is essential and important. Uh, Lonnie says, absolutely, Dylan, never seen a room until it has been. Yes, never see, never sell a room until it's been inspected. Yes, exactly, exactly. So I don't, like I said, I don't know what they're, protocol is on cleaning or, or inspecting rooms i don't know but it definitely somebody dropped the ball um my client is not happy i'm not happy um so you know we got to move forward on this because we got to make sure this is right we got to make things right so now we're moving into a different a different stage right of you know trying to get this guest satisfied or, or at least happy with the outcome whatever the hotel is going to do for her so but, you know, that's one of those wait and see. You know, we talked about this this morning and I mentioned, well, hey, all else fails. Ask for, you know, some points. Ask, ask for extra points. Right. And I'm talking about the bot. Did I say the? I'm talking about the 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 reward points, whatever, you know, this hotel happens to have. It is a nationally known hotel. Um, so and they have a, a huge point, you know, program. So um, probably one of big, probably one of the bigger ones in the world. But anyway, so yeah, so that, we're going to go that. And I gave her some insight on that. Um, so, you know, hopefully, you know, she gets what she's looking for and we can move forward with that. But needless to say, she says she will not go back to the hotel and I, I cannot blame her for that. So, so there you go. So that's my industry stuff. So let's just make sure, you know, hotels that haven't been listening or watching, uh, let's make sure that, you know, we're, we're inspecting our rooms we're taking care of the guests because we want the guests to come back. You don't, you don't want the guests to leave to tell other people, right? You know, next thing you know, somebody's on a, a radio talk show talking about it. You know what I mean? Although I'm not mentioning the name. It's a hotel that I've stayed in before. Uh, I was just in Detroit about a month ago. And um, it's funny, this same hotel, some people had had issues with this hotel um, before. Okay. So, um, so it didn't really I didn't tell my client this, but it was I was not overly surprised based on the feedback that I got when I was staying at this same hotel. 
My room was fine, okay, but I can see that there were some challenges throughout the hotel. Okay, so Lonnie says, here's the deal. Many directors or supervisors have no idea on the cleanliness SOPs and train others who have no idea as well. So common. I see this so often. Yeah, that's that's the that's the unfortunate part that it's a common thing that's happening. Um, Wow. Yeah, that's and Lonnie knows Lonnie's Lonnie's in the thick of it. Do you think you'd recommend the hotel again or would you need to speak to them about the client experience first? Would I recommend the hotel? Well, I tell you this, I will tell you this. Had I stayed before this, before we booked this, it wouldn't have been on the list of hotels that I would recommend for her to stay because what I do and for people that don't know, um, I source hotels for clients, okay? And I source this hotel for clients, but it was not just this one. It was multiple hotels. So my job is to find a suitable hotel for my groups, okay? For this one, they needed to be downtown. And, you know, of course, they were looking for a, uh, they didn't want the, the cheapest rate, but they didn't want the most expensive rate either. So this was a kind of in the middle. Um, it was a larger hotel, which I did tell them, I said, hey, then this is a convention-style hotel, so, you know, a group of 15 will be, you know, they get eaten up in a, in a, in a hotel that size. So, and, you know, just be mindful of that. But, you know, it, it, it worked. It made sense for them. So, okay. So we went ahead and booked it. And um, now what I recommended moving forward, knowing what I know now, um, th- they would have to have some major things happen. You know, one, although, and I, and I mentioned this on my live earlier, I don't have problems with, an old hotel that's clean. Okay. And this is an older hotel. Okay. So if it's an older hotel, but it's clean, I'm good. Okay. But if it's an older hotel that's dirty, I have issues. Okay. So knowing what I know now about the hotel, and this is like I said, prior to, you know, the, the, the comments that I got from my client. Um, like I said, I stayed there for two days back uh, a month ago and just knowing what I know now, um, unless they're in the middle of doing some major renovation or, or retraining their people, and I would need to know all this stuff, right? I need to know what's going on. So depending on what the type of group is, uh, the size of the group, uh, I would have some reservations about um, of, of rebooking that hotel or referring that hotel to somebody, to another client. So. Hope that answers your question, Dylan, which is a great question. I, I appreciate that. But I mean, I, at the end of the day, I got to make sure my client is happy. Right. And if I know that, um, say I have another client that's come and they want to go to the same destination. Now I know that I'm not even going to put that one on my list. And if it comes up, then I'll have to let my client know, say, Hey, you don't want to do this one because I actually had a group that stayed at this hotel and this is what happened. You know, so there you go. But there's a lot of good things about the hotel, but I, obviously the rooms and cleanliness and um, and and all that stuff and 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 the billing part and for groups is is there's there's some flaws there that need to be corrected. But those things you always want to make sure you let them know what's going on. So my sales contact once I gather all the information from my client, I'm going to present this because she's doing the things on the operational end on her own, right? She don't need me for that. But I have to let my sales contact know what has happened, what has transpired, what issues my client had, um, you know, with the stay. So they will know on both ends. They will know operationally and they will know through the sales department how things went during my client's stay. So but never be afraid for for people that are on the end where I am, where, you know, they're the. um they're the guests. Never be afraid to to the voice your concern about some things. Um, you know, is there a way to complain? Yeah, of course. Is there, is there a right or wrong way to complain? I mean, that's up to you. However you deal with things. But um, I, I'll tell you, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. That's one thing. And you can get more, you can attract more bees with honey than you can with vinegar, or what they say. Or I always say you can attract more whatever. Don't give them a bunch of crap is what it comes down to. You know, just what this is what it is. This is what's going on. I'm not happy with it. What are you going to do for me? What can you do for me? 
I need I need you to make this right. You need to ask your contact what can they do to make this right for the client or for you. So don't be afraid to complain about, especially if something's wrong. I mean, you got photos, you can have them come up. Hey, come look at my room. Would you want to check into this room? Would you be happy with this? And those are the things that I would do. Okay. So, but don't just check out like, and just, you know, brush it under the, under the, on the bed, so to speak. And, and, and don't complain because people should be open to feedback you know, when you check out, you're like, hey, I didn't have, uh, how was your stay, Mr. Edmund? Well, if they ask me that, that means they really want to know, right? Well, I wasn't happy with this. I wasn't happy with that. Oh, my God, you know, what can we do to, you know, to make sure you want, we want you back? We, what can we do to ensure that you'll come back? Well, then that opens up something else. So, but a lot of hotels these days won't do that. But you have to voice your concern anyway, okay? Voice your concern if the person at the front desk doesn't want to hear it, then, hey, can I talk to your manager? Because it's something that I need to express to, to them, to him or her. OK, so never be afraid. Not that you're always looking for something, uh, but you just want people to know that this this did happen because, quite frankly, you don't want it to happen to someone else that's coming in. OK, so there you go. You may have made up your mind that I'm never going to come back here again, but you want to ensure that that next guest that checks into your room it doesn't have the same experience that you do. At least that's how I look at it from my perspective um, because I've been in this industry for a long time. And yeah, are we perfect? No, 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 no. I always talk about, I talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of hospitality. Well, this is some ugly, okay? Lonnie can attest to this. Dylan can attest to this. Um, there is some ugly, but we need to address the ugliness, okay? And, and not cleaning rooms is, can you get any more uglier than that? I don't know. But, you know, those are things that are that are coming up more often than not. OK, so, you know, we need to address this and we need to move forward with it. So there you go. There you go. I think I beat that one to death. Beat that horse. <laughs> Let's move on. So uh, what's next? What's next? Uh, being to these are three things that I always mention every week. Be intentional. Dylan says no problem improves on its own without. Be yeah, no problem improves on its own without being addressed. You are correct. Thank you so much, Dylan, for saying that. So, yeah, if you don't address it, they don't know they have a problem. They think everything's fine. Oh, everything's fine until you go home and you get that um, that guest survey and you start blasting people like, what? Well, what happened? Wait a minute. Uh, they didn't say anything here. No, because people will wait until they get home and then they really have time to think. And then they got that, that keyboard in front of the, front of them and then they just go wild. Okay. But you know, that's when, when you come to the front desk to check in, check out, you want to make sure your front office people, front desk people, whatever you want to call them, that they will, they're going to ask that question. How was your stay? Hey, how was your experience here? I mean, one thing that I used to do, and I mentioned this before, and it's not about me, right? But I'm going to mention it anyway. I used to, um, you know, we call it lobby lizard or whatever. I used to get on the elevators, okay, as a manager, director, whatever. I used to get on the elevators, ride the elevator up and ride the elevator down. And as guests got into the elevator, I would ask them, hey, how was your stay? And they see that I work for the hotel because I have a name tag. And, you know, how was your stay? Oh, it was great. Thank you so much. This is my first time here, blah, blah, blah. You think you would come back? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, okay, cool. Thank you so much. I'm Russell. Here's my card. If you have any questions at all, you want to rebook, let me know. And, you know, they move on about their business. But then there's sometimes when, hey, how's your stay? Oh, my God. Well, where do you want? Do you have a list? You have a, you know, you got a paper and pen? Because I have a list of things. And then you have to own that responsibility. Once they start complaining, you own it. Right. That's what you do as a manager, director or whatever. Right. I own it because I asked them. OK. I wanted to know. So I'm writing all this stuff down. And I, my job is to give it to those to the, the departments that it affects. Right. Because I asked the question. Right. Well, what can I do? What can we do to take care of it? Because one thing you don't want, you want to stop. If you can stop them from getting home and getting that that um, filling out that um, that survey. If you can stop them from, you know, maybe you change their experience, at least you're going to take care of it. And I'll walk them down to the front office and say, hey, Mr. Smith had this issue. Can we take care of something for Mr. Smith? Can we? And if you can take care of it before they leave, when they get that survey, 
then it's not going to be the same outcome. Okay. I'm just saying I've seen it. I've done it. I've lived it, but it takes some initiative on the behalf of the, of a manager or director. I mean, you have to want to take on that responsibility. And sometimes some departments don't want to take that responsibility on from another department. Okay. Like I said, I'm a director of sales and marketing and I'm riding the elevator. Okay. So I'm taking on whatever responsibility they're giving me, whatever they're giving me, whatever issues I have to handle those issues. So, and, and that's it. And a lot of people don't want to do that. So don't be a manager then if you don't want to do it. So anyway, let me stop. That was somebody else in there. I didn't say that. Dylan says, you don't want to let the guests leave unheard. Yes. Once that drive home begins, <laughs> there's a lot of room and time to commiserate and let the negative feelings fester. Oh, my God. You said a mouthful right there, Dylan. And then Lonnie says, in the last 90 days, I have seen over 700 Beyond Filthy guest rooms. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Yeah. We definitely got to get you back on the show <laughs> because there's some things that need to be addressed. And I don't think we're being serious about this stuff. I really don't. And it could be, I mean, a lot of it we can blame on, okay, COVID people not come back to work, but what about SOPs? Regardless if these are new people or old people, there are standard operating procedures. Lonnie, uh, you know, kind of mentioned this earlier. It doesn't matter if these are new people or old people that are working with us, right? Former employees or current employees. Okay, that's what I mean. Um, it doesn't matter. They st- they're still SOPs. They're still guidelines that we had to abide by, right? They're still responsible for cleaning rooms, okay? So we and supervisors or whoever are responsible for checking those rooms and making sure they pass the test, okay, before they are sold. You know, so I don't know who... I'm not giving a pass. Okay. I'm not giving a pass. But anyway, anyway, so these are three things. How did I get on that? But anyway, these are three things that uh, I always mention every week, be intentional, make decisions and take action on what's important to you. Just like, you know, owning uh, the being responsible for, you know, a guest complaining to you. Once he complains, he or she complains, you own that problem. Okay. So be intentional with that. Go out there and be intentional, be upfront and forward with people like, Hey, I'm Russell. I'm the director of sales and marketing. Hey, how was your stay? You know, and then like if they, you know, we always want the good stuff. Oh, this is great. Oh yeah. No, but no one wants to hear deal with the bad stuff. Oh, this was crappy. I had the, my restaurant experience was bad. The food was awful. It was cold. I had to send it back. Um, then the front desk was rude to me. I didn't get the room I wanted. And then the room was, wasn't even clean when I checked in. So that's three departments that, that, that are affected in that one conversation. So that's conversation I got to have with three different managers. Okay. And hopefully take care of the situation before this guest gets like uh, Dylan said, gets in their car or gets on the plane and goes back to their, their home. And they have all this time to think about it and how they're going to deal with it. Right. So, but if you can take care of it, if you let them be heard before they leave the property, then the blow on that, um, they guest survey that every hotel, every major hotel, they get as soon as they check out, they, they email it to you. Okay. So that's just how it is. Right. But it'd be lessened if it's taken care of before they leave. Okay. So anyway, be intentional, make decisions and take action on what's important to you. Be you because it can nobody else be you, be you. Right. And then be represented, be represented. It's like I said, for this show, for what I do, it's important that, I'm represented. Uh, people that look like me are represented uh, because, you know, it's important that people know that they can whatever you set yourself out to do, you can do. Right. So don't let things don't let um, because, oh, I look like this and he looks like that. So I'm not going to be able to do it. No, 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 no. You can do whatever you put your mind to. OK, there's always going to be some obstacles, I, I think. Um, but we have to work through those obstacles. Right. And um, but like I said, me being represented is important to me um, so people can see that they can do a show like this. They can do a podcast like this. Um, they can have a career like this in the hospitality or wherever you want to have a the career in. So don't get caught up on a lot of stuff. OK, because there's we can always have excuses for not doing anything. OK, but be intentional. Be you be represented because 
your representation, in my case, I'm taking it personal, my representation matters. So, boom, there you go. Uh, let's see, anybody else said something else? Nope, no, 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 no more comments. Hey, we welcome the comments. So, this is On Air with Russell of Hotels. We welcome comments. Uh, I got Lonnie Wolf and Dylan. They're just... They're just owning the show at this point. They're making comments, going back and forth. They're probably calling each other like, hey, let's say this. Let's say that. No, I'm joking. They're probably not, but they're right on today. They're right on. Lonnie says, Russell, our next live show will be lit. Guaranteed to be an eye opener for the industry that is failing in cleanliness, safety and presentation big time. Oh, my God. Okay, Lonnie, I, I see you. I see you. Okay, so let's let's get you on the we gotta get you on the on the docket. Okay, that's on the schedule. We gotta get Lonnie on the docket because we got I can tell Lonnie is Lonnie is um he he's in he he's he's in the zone right now, okay? So he needs he needs us to know what's going on and how we can change this stuff. Lonnie will never give you all the issues without letting you know how to resolve these issues okay so that's one thing about Lonnie so thank you so much Lonnie I appreciate that and yeah we'll get you on the show soon you just let me know when you're available you know when it is every Tuesday at one o'clock PST you give me four weeks uh, that that I can choose from and we'll go from there okay um how to buy a hotel now uh, Dylan and I were doing a live yesterday yesterday morning and Miss Davon Reeves came on we did a a live on on uh, instagram and not that she came on meaning she came on and she was talking but you know on 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 ig live you can see who's there basically you can see who's um who's listening or who's who's watching and davon reeves was one of the people that's watching so that's great right so i basically told her or told everybody that was on that live uh you know basically about her book right how to buy a hotel tips to buying a hotel uh, a roadmap to hotel ownership and how important this is, how important what she does is for the hotel industry or for the community, business community, the people that are investing. You know, that a lot of people didn't even know they could buy a hotel or how to buy a hotel. And to, quite, to be quite honest, there's people out there that don't want everyone to know how to buy a hotel. I'm just throwing it out there, right? They don't want that, but this is the first comprehensive book I've ever seen on how to buy a hotel, a roadmap to ownership. When I mean it's a roadmap to ownership, I have the book right here. It's under something, so I'm not going to get it out right now. But I've already highlighted many things in there that, you know, it's funny. I know how to manage a hotel. I can open a hotel, you know, from... From, you know, when it was dirt to, you know, when, you know, when we move things in and we open the hotel, I've done at least three openings. Right. But as far as the what happens, you know, the ownership part, you know, buying a hotel, how to get finance, um, how do you select this location? How do you select the brand? Okay, I want to do I want to operate the hotel or do I want to manage it, uh, have a management company come in? How do you do all that? Did you even know that you can have um you know, partners come in and do the same thing, right? You don't have to 100% own the hotel. You can own a portion of it. You can invest in hotel groups. You don't even have to, your name doesn't have to be anywhere. You can be a an aggressive uh, owner or a passive owner. It just depends, right? Do you want to be involved in the day-to-day operation or do you just want to be, and I'm, I'm going to sit back, I want to be passive. Send me my check once a month, okay? That's how I want to get down, okay? So it's up to you, but who know who knew this stuff? Davon Reeves did. She figured it out or she um, used to be an asset manager. So asset manager, basically she managed asset hotel assets for some owners. And so she knew, asked a lot of questions. She did it for years. She figured it out, wrote a book and here we are. Right. And she owns three hotels now. And did I mention she was 35? Okay. She's 35. Okay. So, there you go. So the, every week that I have an opportunity, I will mention uh, this book, How to Buy a Hotel, a roadmap, a roadmap to Hotel Ownership. Tips to Buying a Hotel, Location, Location, Location. That's number one. Um, you know, where are you going to put this hotel? Is it near tra- a traffic generator? What are traffic generators, you may ask? Uh, is it near the highway? 
you know, is it easy accessible, right? Is it near, you know, amusement parks or movie theaters or, or corporate offices, all that kind of stuff. Cause all that stuff matters. The brand, you know, are you choosing a brand that no one knows about? Are you chosen? Uh, oh, I know this new brand called the Russell hotel. Well, have you ever heard of the Russell hotel? Okay. Well, and if you haven't heard of it, maybe, you know, other people that are driving by may not have heard of it either. So you want to make sure it's a brand that people uh, recognize. Okay. And then hiring the right operator. Do you want to operate it yourself or do you want, you know, X, Y, Z, company to do it i mean there's a myriad of of hotel uh, operators out there that will manage your hotel but not all it's not one fits all right so um, there's this one called synergy that um that does you know smaller brands and things like that uh, or smaller hotels and you know they may be a good option you know but then you got the big ones like ambridge and 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 sage hospitality and you know all these other evolution all these other um, management companies that are out there that maybe can do it as well. But you want to make sure, I mean, if you're a first time hotel owner, you, you need some handholding. Okay. You don't want like the, you know, a big company to come in and just like, Oh yeah, we'll send somebody there once a quarter. Well, maybe you need to meet once a month. Maybe you need to meet once a week to understand this thing. So you need a smaller company that maybe can help you take and give you that, what you need, right? Because this is your first time owning a hotel and owning a hotel is not like owning an an apartment or a duplex. Okay. Totally different thing. You got to pay, you know, uh, bed tax every month or every quarter, right? A lot of hotel owners don't even know that because, well, I didn't do it. Owning the hotel, owning my uh, apartment complex. Well, it's not an apartment complex. This is different. Okay. So there you go. So there's, I just, I'm just dropping stuff, just information for you guys. And it's in the book. So check it out. But anyway, Dylan says, Russell, Russell Dylan and I have a name for our hotel ownership. Bad boy hotels. <laughs> BBH hotels. <laughs> you guys are too much. Okay, let's roll with it. That sounds good to me. BBH Hotels, Bad Boy Hotels. <laughs> uh, did I mention that Dylan and Lonnie are, are two comedians too? You know, they missed their calling. I don't know what they're doing. I mean, Dylan, you know, Dylan and Lonnie need to take their show on the road. Okay, they're wasting their time with this whole hospitality thing. Okay, it's not working out for you guys. So you guys need to be comedians. Okay, so. <laughs> who's your best brand advocate you are you're your best brand advocate i'm having some um issues here let me see because i'm getting um it's like my my screen is not fading but i'm just seeing if i can correct it it's kind of fuzzy from what i see yeah still and i think it's because that mentioned it was warm here it's all about the guests in hotel ownership. Yes, yes. It is it's warm here and um I have my fan on, right? You probably can't hear it. Hopefully you cannot hear it. But it's it's uh, the 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 um the breeze from the fan is 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 hitting my green screen and it's making at least what I see is is making the the vision is making it a little fuzzy, the screen a little fuzzy. That's that's what I'm doing. So for people on the air, people that are on the podcast, it doesn't affect you. Uh, it's just more the people that are watching me. So, um, but that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to correct that. But anyway, who's your best advocate? You are your best advocate. Okay. So if you're not excited about what you do or your brand, no one else is going to be. That's why I post things. If you guys watch me or follow me on social media, I'm posting things. Is it all the time? It's probably three or four times a day, two or three, four or five, whatever. It just depends. Uh, I'm doing lives more. I'm, I'm doing more lives. I'm, I'm doing I didn't do as many lives. I've done, I've done more lives in the last two weeks than I have in my whole lifetime of being on social media. Okay. Because I think it's important. The posting is not enough because what happens if the people don't see the posts? What happens if people don't see the lives? What happens if people don't see the show? Right. So each one of them has a, has a, you know, has a, has a job to do, has a duty, you know, one supports each other. Okay. That's how I look at it. Right. So if they don't see the show, maybe they'll see 
uh, the lives. They don't see the lives. Maybe they see the posting. They don't see the posting. Maybe they see the reels. So it's all, it's all these things. It's all social media based. And it's like this circle. For me, I think it's, it's, it's a circle where you have to keep doing these things because everyone doesn't see everything that you do. Okay. So I have to make sure. And as a brand, somebody that is operating a brand or their own brand or whatever, you need to make sure that you're exposed to the right people. Right. And sometimes you think you got it right and you don't. So you just have to constantly, you know, try to you want to grow your community. That's first and foremost. But you want to make sure you feed your community, too. And you're feeding them with information, information that they need or that they want or that they seek. Okay, so there's somebody that may have an interest in the hotel ownership. So I just hit that person right there. There's another person that doesn't even know that they are their best brand advocate and they need to show more enthusiasm or more excitement because that excites other people. If I'm not excited about what I do, no one else will be. Dylan and, and Lonnie would go on to somewhere else, right? So, so you want to make sure that you continue to, to, to resonate with your community, feed them, and then what I mean by feed them is basically giving them information that is, is pertinent to them and their lives, right? It's reaching them, okay, something that they need or they want. So... There you go. So you are your best brand advocate. So there you go. Um, why do I? Okay. Increase social media engagement. I don't know. This is keep throwing me off every now and then. Uh, how do you increase social media engagement? One is consistency. So if you're going to do lives, make sure you do them consistent. I do them five days a week, Monday through Friday. So I'm being consistent. I do um, this show every Tuesday, one o'clock PST. Uh, live on YouTube. That's consistency. I do reels two to three times a day. That's consistency. So make sure you stay consistent with what's going on. What are you doing? People need to know. They need to see who you are, see what you do, hear about what you do, right? So consistency is the key. So that's one thing. Number two, value. Make sure you're adding value to whatever you're posting, whatever you're saying. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, like I said, the, um, Talking about hotel ownership or maybe even this topic, increasing social media engagement. That's of value to someone. Maybe they didn't know that. So you just got to make sure. And if one, one thing I always say, if like, let's just say I do this show and no one's making comments, no one um, likes anything that I do. Well, that means I'm doing something wrong. Right. So I got to go back to the drawing board and say, hey. I'm doing something wrong and I need to continue. I need to try some new things. Right. Last week I posted something, you know, I post things all the time. So, you know, and if it, if I don't get like, you know, two or 300 people that like it or make comments on it, I think it's a bad post. Right. So, so I'll go back to the drawing board and say, Hey, well, let me look at one that I got a lot of views on it, you know, three, 500, 600,000, whatever. And let me see what I did on that. Is it the time of day? Is it what I posted? Was it the picture? Was it the video versus the picture? Um, and then after that, got that 200, I posted, um, I was at LAX. I was, as I do my walk, walking and talking with Russell of hotels. I'm, I'm not sure if you guys see that, but, um, I took a photo, a video of a plane coming in. It was a Korean airline uh, coming in from Korea, I guess. I don't know. 747. You know, they don't even make 747s anymore. I mean, huge plane, right? And it was right next to, you know, where I was walking, right? So um, so I posted that video. It was like a, I don't know, 10-second video. And the caption said, and I just happened to hear this. I just happened to, to read this somewhere else. Um, um, international travel is up 100% versus last year. That's what I posted on the caption. Korean Airlines, international airline, coming into LAX, 747, which means it's full, it's huge, it's, it's big, probably, I don't know, 400 people on the plane. International travel has increased to the U.S. by 100% over last year. Boom. 4,500 views in about 15 minutes. So that's going, that, that's what they call going viral, right? So you got to look at your stats and because people say, well, going viral should be like a million or whatever. No, it depends on 
what you've done. It depends on you and your engagement. Okay. Um, you, you look at your engagement and there's insights on like say Instagram. So look at where is where your profile is in the more in the, in the middle of the screen. It says insights, click on that insight button and it will give you all the metrics for, you know, all your postings, which postings did the most and how many views or, or uh, how much engagement you had with that. Right. Because people don't even know they're just posting things. They don't know if they're getting a lot of engagement or not, but it tells you the numbers. And, and like they say, the numbers don't lie. So what that told me is that I need to do more uh, videos of planes coming in. <laughs> I guess that's what that's telling me. Uh, I mean, it's telling me something. So, I mean, I can't do all my, all my reels cannot be all, you know, Korean airlines coming in, but maybe some other airlines, maybe, you know, uh, um, I don't know. I mean, there, there's some things that I got to duplicate on that just to see if that stuff is going to work. It, it wasn't music either. There's cause a lot of times people will pair their reels with music. It was real sound. It was a real sound of the plane coming in right with the afterburners and all that stuff going, you know, you can hear the plane coming in and the reverse and all that kind of stuff. You can hear all that. Right. So there was no music being played. So it was actual sound. So that plays a big thing in it as well, because it's more realistic, right? Okay. Russell's actually there at that airport. Yeah. And I was, I mean, and I I zoomed in on the, on the plane coming in that plays a lot in it too. Right. So a lot of those things play. So, what it's telling me is that, yeah, I, I need to do like more like videos like that. The caption may have been, you know, a, attractive to people because when Instagram sees this, it puts it out based on the con, based on what they see, you know, instantly based on some algorithms that, you know, basically what they see. And then it's just going to be out there. Uh, another fun and informative show, Russell. Great job. I'll be in touch with you with the dates for our next lit show sounds good line thank you so much i appreciate you listening and watching the show enjoy the rest of your day so um so yeah so just try to look you know at your previous your previous content and see which what worked okay look at your what's what's my top you know reel that i did like i said the last week was 4600 or something like that so um, I look at that one and see exactly what I did and try to duplicate some of the things that I did. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't, but you have to try. You have to know what you're, you have to look at your metrics and, and see everything, right? So any, any questions about that, just hit me up and I'm here to help. So consistency, value, and be authentic. Be you. Don't try to be someone else. If you're normally, you know, a jokester or a prankster or you laugh a lot or you try to sing, I mean, continue to do that stuff, okay? I mean, don't try to be somebody else. I'm not trying to be some other people to do uh, podcasts and, and hospitality talk shows or whatever. I'm just trying to be Russell of Hotels. That's all I'm trying to be, and I think that's enough. That's a full-time job right there, okay? And a lot of people will say, yeah, that's a hell of a full-time job, yeah, yeah, you, you 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 should be exhausted every day trying to be me, okay? So so just be you, be authentic, right? So there you go. And then once you know that consistency, value and be authentic, how what are the tools that you can use? And I mentioned them already. Using IG Reels and Lives. Do lives. Lives will, you know, like I said, it supports my show, the show supports the reels. The real support, the postings, and it just continues to go, go, and go. So just make sure you use that. Um, I mean, those are tools. It, um, YouTube also has, it's called YouTube Shorts, which are, in, which are similar to doing IG Reels uh, and just what are similar to doing TikTok, okay? So those are the three things that are, that are pretty much the same. Lives, you can do lives on YouTube. You can do lives on IG. You can do lives on Facebook. So it just depends. You can also do lives on LinkedIn. You just have to have approval to do it from LinkedIn. Uh, Who's hiring? Did I do this? Who's hiring? Somebody's hiring. Um, I haven't even opened up. And there's something I haven't even opened up my, um, my iPad. Okay. Ace hotels, Ace hotels, downtown LA. They're looking for a assistant director of sales, MC, MCR Hotels, I'm not even sure who they are, but they are looking for Task Force Director of Sales. And these jobs are all on Indeed.com, Indeed.com. Courtyard Marriott, uh, Baldwin Park, looking for a Director of Sales. 
in the courtyard Marriott Woodland Hills, which this position has been open like two or three times this year. That tells you something right there. There's something going on there. But anyway, they're looking for a the Courtyard Marriott in Woodland Hills. They're looking for a director of sales as well. Nine Meat Eats. Um, I'm trying to think. Did I go? To, I didn't go anywhere last week. I ate here. We cooked over the weekend, like um, you know, Beyond Burgers and stuff like that. You know, Beyond Hot Dogs, Beyond Sausage. I, I'm Beyond Beyond. So today is. Um, Taco Tuesday, so mushrooms today, mushroom tacos, and they're a mixture of three um, mushrooms, shiitakes, oyster, and um, king king mushrooms, or they also go by trumpet mushrooms. So I got three of them. Check out my live from uh, earlier today on Instagram, and it, you, I actually showed them what they look like, just in case you're in the store and like, oh, those are mushrooms Russell of Hotels was talking about. There you go. But I'm all about the nine meat eats. You guys know that, right? Uh, let's see. What else? What else? I already did this. I did that. Who's hiring? I did that too. What do I do? I'm a hotel personality, which means um, I, my personality, I mean, I come on, I, I talk about, Hospitality things, but I have the experience, right, to talk about. I'm not just someone here to just spewing out information, thinking I know what I'm talking about. No, I'm a hospitality personality that actually has experience in the hospitality space. So um, I'm a brand show off, meaning I'm a content creator for hospitality brands. Um, I teach them how to show off their brand, right, or I do it for them on their behalf. Show off their brand, make sure they're Stay relevant. They're top of mind because people, you don't want people to forget about your brand. Okay. Especially if you're a hotel that's, you know, trying to make a name for yourself, trying to, you know, get a foothold in that, in your market. Okay. Every hotel has a market. Every hotel has competition and every comp, every competitor is not doing what they should be doing on social media. So if you see that, that's a flaw, right? So I want to make sure I catapult my social media game well above this hotel that doesn't even know what social media is. Okay. You're ahead of the game at that point. Right. So I help you show off your brand. I'm the brand that shows off your brand. I like that. Right. There's a, that, yeah. I like that. Um, hotels, tourism, and non-meat eats. Those are three things that I always talk about. There may be some one-offs, but every, everything I talk about on my, um, on my postings, it has to do with one of those three things, hotels, tourism, or non-meat eats. Hotel site selection. I also, and I um, mentioned that earlier with the issue or situation we had in, in Detroit with one of my clients. Uh, I help my clients, companies, organizations with finding uh, hotel sites. Uh, I'm just reading. In fact, the same client just texted me, said she needs another room in Miami. Okay. All right. So that's, I got to take care of that because the next group is going to Miami in a couple of weeks. So um, we're going to have, I'll say 25 rooms for two nights there. And then from there, they're going to Italy and from Italy, they're going to Greece on a crew, a cruise. So then they got to come back. There's got to be hotel rooms for that. Right. So, so I do all that stuff. So hotel site selection, that was right on key too. Thank you, Miss Summers. Um, what else? I'm a show producer. I'm not only the the host of this show, but I produce the show. Um, these things on the side, these were uh, distinctions or recognition given by the International Hospitality Institute, 100 Most Powerful People in Hospitality for 2022, Top 30 Podcasts in Hospitality for 2021, and Top 25 Social Media Influencers for Top 21. Russell of Hotels. There you go. And I appreciate that. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate um, any kind of, you know, recognition you get. I mean, you need to thank people. And um, because I don't take it for granted, I, I don't go out doing this to get these accolades and all that. But but it's, it's nice to know that people recognize the, the work that you put in. So thank you so much again. International Hospitality Institute. Contact information. How to get a hold of me. Russell of hotels dot com uh, is the best way. That's my email. You can follow me, please, on LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter at Russell of Hotels. Uh, on LinkedIn, it's Russell L. Edmond. I do have two LinkedIn pages, um, so please follow me. And make sure you, if you uh, watch me 
or if you're watching on YouTube, you click, click that subscribe button. I appreciate it. One thing to ask yourself, I always mention this, what are you doing to keep your brand relevant? You need to, if you're not doing anything, call me and I'll tell you what you should be doing. Okay. And I'll do it for you. All right. So um, what are you doing to keep your brand relevant? Those are questions you should always ask yourself. If you're in charge of a brand, uh, you should know what you're doing to keep it relevant. And if you're not doing anything, shame on you, uh, but that's okay. It's not all lost. Give me a call and we'll go through it. Okay. What you should be doing or what you could be doing. And there's a quote in creating content. Don't worry where other people have been. Just start where you are. And these are quotes that came from me, right? Okay, just so you know, I didn't get this out of a book. It wasn't on the internet. This is something that I came up with. So um, so what does that mean? Well, creating content is one thing. So I guess it's kind of two things. Because you, you see people that post things. Um, they're like in these exotic locations. They're posting, oh, I'm here. I'm sipping this. I'm on the beach here in Bora Bora or whatever. Okay, that's fine for them. But start where you are. If you want to start posting things about where you've been, start where, where you are. Don't, don't get caught up on where they are or what they've done, them, those people over there. Who cares? If you, you know, if you, um, you're at Hollywood, you're at the Walk of Fame, that's where you are. Start posting there. That's okay. You know, people get caught up in, oh, well, they're doing that and, and, and what they're doing is better than what I'm doing. No, 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 no. If you're into posting, if this is what you want to do, don't get caught up on what other people are doing. Okay, you just start from day one, wherever you are in your posting, you know, um, career. Then that's where you start your your content creating career. If this is what you want to do uh, for your brand or for someone else's brand. Start where you are. Don't worry about the journey someone else has taken. Okay, worry about your journey and where you started. Okay, so I'm gonna read it one more time. In creating content, don't worry where other people have been. Just start where you are. Boom. The three P's, and we're about to end this show. Purpose, passion, and perseverance. Always make sure you have purpose. Why, do you, why are you doing what you do? Why does Russell do this show, right? I mean, there's a reason why I do the show. Um, what is that reason? People always want to know, what's the reason why I do the show? I do the show because I want people to come on and talk about their careers. Um, no two people started this career the same. You know, you, maybe I came through the front door, but some people came through the side door. Some people came through the back door, whatever. There's no two people that came in this, um, this career choice, this hospitality career. No two people came in alike, okay? None. I don't care who it is. None of them. Me and Dylan didn't come in the same way. Me and Lonnie didn't come in the same way. Dylan and Lonnie didn't come in the same way. So we all had our own reasons for coming in here. And like I said, the purpose of the show is to, to highlight that, to highlight the hospitality industry, the good, the bad, the ugly, right? I highlight a lot of good. I very seldom have a lot of ugly, right? But when it does come up, when the ugly does rear its ugly head, I do talk about it, just like the issue that I mentioned earlier with my client in their hotel, in their destination, right? Hotel was whack. Okay, I have to tell people about that because it's not all peaches and cream when it comes to stuff. Right. And this basically, how do you deal with that stuff? So the purpose of my purpose is to to highlight some of those things that happen, um, highlight the people, you know, behind the scenes, people that you may not even known about or that their career was this or was that uh, where they started and all that stuff. So basically, it, that's it. That's the purpose of why I do on air with Russell of Hotels. Um, also please add Monday to, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm reading a, another comment from my client passion. Either you have it or you don't. If you don't have passion for what you do, do something else. Perseverance. Um, be consistent, continue to evolve. Don't give up and swerve when you need to. We all know that we swerve here. We don't pivot. There's a big difference between Pivot and swerving, okay? Everybody pivots, right? Everybody in the whole world has been pivoting since, oh, we got to pivot. No, 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 no. I never pivoted. I've always swerved, okay? There's a big difference. I'll let you know what it is next week, okay? So anyway, <laughs> that is the end of the show. I want to thank you guys so much for joining On Air with Russell of Hotels. This was show number 174, and I want to thank Lonnie and Dylan for their comments 
we're going to get Lonnie back on the show because he has some information. He's our housekeeping ex- expert, so he knows everything that has to do with housekeeping, SOPs, and how what we're doing, we're missing the boat, but how we can rectify the situation. Okay, so, but that's it for now. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate you guys joining me. You guys have a great day, great week. It's Taco Tuesday, right? I'm doing three mushroom tacos. Thank you for joining On Air with Russell of Hotels. Please tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. as we talk to other hospitality professionals. Your feedback is important to Russell. Feel free to email him at russell at russellofhotels.com with any questions or suggestions. Until next time, try not to be a person of success. Rather, become a person of great value.